Hi there, students. Insidious. An adjective. Insidiously. The adverb. Insidiousness. The noun. Insidious describes something dangerous or unpleasant that gradually and slowly takes hold, but secretly as well. Yeah? It's something that is alluring. It attracts you. Yeah? And then the trap closes and you're in trouble. It's the D program. With DMG. You are now entering the D program. Deprogramming your mind, transforming your paradigm. I'm just one man with a plan under a mighty hand. I'm just one man with a plan under a mighty hand. Under a mighty hand. Program activated. What's going on, people? Let me tell you something, man. Global warming, the Green New Deal, the Great Reset, CRT, gender politics, social credit scores, COVID-19 vaccines, even the term the new norm. All these are insidious, folks. This is a subtle plan to take over and enslave mankind by luring us into an upside down world where good is evil and evil is good. The guy in the beginning, man, he's a, he's a scholar, you know, and, and I'm telling you, insidious is the perfect word to describe what these people are doing, to describe the plan that they have to bring all of this upside downness, this, this evil onto not just this nation, but the entire world. I'm going to start out with a scripture because that's going to be the basis from where this show is coming from. It's Isaiah 5 verse 20. It says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now, th those are those are the three aspects that I, DMG, has been called to disseminate for you guys. <laughs> I like having fun behind this mic, man. Anyway, I'll be pulling from this this passage of scripture today in this program and showing you how evil is being called good and good is being called evil. That's the sexualness, the sexual side of that particular scripture, the evil being called good and good being called evil. The gay and lesbian agenda, that was the first step. That's insidious. It creeps up slowly, allures people into thinking that is normal or that is something that we should be accepting. And I have nothing against those people. I have nothing against gay people or, you know, lesbians or whatever you want to call yourself. I don't have anything against it. It's just when you try to force that on me and say, you know, you better do this or I'm going to hurt you. 
That's when it becomes a problem, people. Men are women and women are men. Gender identity, pedophilia being made normal, maybe even marrying your dog one day. Yeah, I threw that in there because once you're on that slippery slope, you can't get out of it, man. You can't crawl off of it without slipping and sliding even deeper, right? Progressive politics is insidious. That's the sexual aspect of all of this. That's the good being called evil and evil being called good. There's another part that scripture talks about, and it says putting darkness for light and light for darkness. That's the educational side of things. When you start talking about light entering the illumination of the mind, see, that's dealing with the light being called darkness and darkness being called light. That's the educational side of things. CRT. See, that's dark being called light. Sex and our little one's education, even in kindergarten, talking about transgenderism and things like that. Little boys and girls dressing up in the opposite sex. You know, that's wrong. That's ABC's wrong, man. That's your grandma's morality wrong. That's like saying, don't hit that little girl. You 25 year old dude. That's how insanely easy it is to see new biology. See, all that's light for darkness and darkness for light. Now, I'm not going to be touching on every aspect of these bullets that I'm pointing out to you, but I want you to understand I'm laying this down so that you can see what is actually going on in this country in regards to this particular passage. And then the last part of it says bitter for sweet, putting bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That is psychological. Yeah, people, they got all three aspects going on right now. The psychological aspects is bitter for sweet. And saying sweet is bitter. You will own nothing and be happy. Yeah, the 2030 agenda, you guys know about that, right? Yeah, this new world government, this this so-called build back better BS that these people are talking about. Fear, putting forth fear, more events, false flags, controlling the masses, controlling the mindset. Men competing in women's sports and celebrating that as their success. See, that's psychological, bitter for sweet. Sweet for bitter. You know, that's not sweet. When a man enters a woman's sport and kills her in that competition, it's nothing sweet about that, but they call it sweet. It's actually bitter. You see, those are the aspects that, that I'm coming from today on this particular show. Appointing judges. Think about that with the influence and twisted ideology and using blackness to do it, celebrating the, the blackness of it, but not the morality of it. Bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter. Anyway, I'm not going to touch on every single aspect of those 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 bullet points that I made, but I'm, I am going to pull out and we're going to touch base on on the pertinent parts. Now, as you can see, we have an awesome show lined up for you guys today. When I started this, man, when I started the D program, I had no clue how much work it would take. And I'm going to tell you now, I, my hat is off, man. My hat is off to every single podcaster out there who is making who are making that podcast happen. Hats off to you. Much respect to you from DMG. I really appreciate you guys and what you do. It's amazing what you do. And I'm doing it too. But listen, I'd like to do it a lot more. And I'm going to do it a lot more. But I just wanted to give, you know, just give just some direction of where I am in this, in this fight, in this wonderful call to talk for God. But yeah, I had no no idea how how much work it would take and how how in depth the research and things like you know when you're trying to find, find listen when you're trying to find truth it's a work you can't find it on the TV 
So it is definitely a work, but I appreciate you guys spending some more time here with the D program on the D program, entered into another D program and making that paradigm shift in your mind. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for being here. My name is DMG and you've just entered the D program. Yeah, it's a play on my name. And at the same time, it deprograms your mind while transforming your paradigm so that you won't be conformed to this world. Now, let's deprogram. Listen, people, listen. In the beginning, you heard the gentleman talk about insidious, right? But I want to take it. Listen, I want you to understand there, there's another aspect of this definition. And it says... Proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. That's what insidious is. Proceeding in a gradual and subtle way, but with harmful effects. Now, here's what I want you to listen to. Listen to this next definition about the word progressive. Now, y'all know we have so-called progressives in the political in this country. They call themselves progressives. Listen what progressive means. Happening or developing gradually or in stages, proceeding step by step. Look at the similarities of progressive and insidious. I'm talking about in the political. Okay, we know that progressive is not necessarily an evil word. It's not an evil act. When you think about, you know, I'm progressing towards God. Yeah, that's a good thing. But I'm talking about in the political realm. These people call themselves progressives. Listen, insidious means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. Progressives. Here's what they mean. Happening or developing gradually or in stages, proceeding step by step. That's insidious, people. That definition is extremely interesting when we talk about progressives. Now, here's another here's another word. I, I love words, man. Listen, here's another word. Sinister. Now, I want you to put on your put on your hat, your thinking cap. It comes from the Latin word meaning, get this, on the left side. Wow. Oh, uh, DMG, you really reaching, man. No, I'm not reaching. I'm telling you what this word means in Latin. It says sinister means on the left side. Who's on the left in this country? Who's on the left? What are they doing? Are the acts that these people are committing sinister? Where's the freaking lie? Where is it? That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It is on the left. And it also goes on to say unlucky, inauspicious. Although it is commonly used today in the in the sense of evil, it may also suggest, check this out, an omnibus foreshadowing of some unfavorable turn of events. That's what they talk about. It's always some foreshadowing of some unfavorable turn of events. Remember, let's go, Brandon. When he got elected, first thing he's talking about, oh, we're going to have a dark winter. See, unfavorable turn of events, foreshadowing, global warming. Something's going to happen to us. The, the planet's going to do something, whatever. See, foreshadowing of some unfavorable turn of events. That is sinister. That is on the left side. CNN is talking about the next deadly virus. Always something coming at us in the future. They're going to take away your your benefits or, you know, black people, you know, you're going to take away your welfare. They're going to do this. They're going to do that to you. Unfavorable, unfavorable turn of events. And they never can prove it. It's always out there. 50 years from now, global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, it's going to raise the temperature three freaking degrees. Yeah. 
That's what that, that's what they do. See, they they project this stuff on society to get you in fear so that when they make that plan come to pass, you're going to do what they tell you. That's how it works. A little bit at a time. That was a little bit of a digress, but we're going to get back to the program. Listen, let's uncover the people who are on this insidious plan, pushing good for evil, this sexual agenda. This is from the American Patriot Daily News Network. Now, this woman is a feminist and I took this cut from her. I mean, not cut, but I took this this quote from her on purpose. But she's a feminist. Her name is Jennifer Blake. And she wrote this. I found exceedingly rich white men with enormous cultural influence are funding the transgender lobby and various transgender organizations. These include, but are not limited to Jennifer Pritzer, a male who identifies as transgender, George Soros, Martin Rothblatt, a male who identifies as transgender and transhumanist, Tim Gill, a gay man, Drummond Pike, Warren and Peter Buffett, John Stryker, a gay man, Mark Bonham, a gay man, and Rick Weiland, a deceased gay man whose philanthropy is still LGBT oriented. Most of these billionaires fund the transgender lobby and organizations through their own organizations, including corporations. Now, why did I use this feminist? See, see, first of all, she's doing research on the very thing that she was for. But she see, I'm not saying that she necessarily I'm talking about the, the feminist movement. They didn't realize that their movement was also insidious, progressing subtly, but with harmful effect. Now, I'm not saying that she's insidious, but I'm talking about the movement itself, the feminist movement. Now men are, you know, oh, well, you know, women can do whatever men can do. Now men and women are forever equal and they are equal, but they're different. Men and women are different on purpose. God made it like that. So if we had gone to the word of God, we've gone gone to the Bible, we wouldn't be all twisted up right now. No, but but man sees things or woman sees things his and her way and they think that's good. But the end thereof is destruction. And that's exactly what we have today. Now, the definition of a feminist, this is from the WDA, International Women's Development Agency. All right. Quite simply, it says quite simply, feminism is about all genders having equal rights and opportunities. I agree with that. That's good. All genders to have equal rights. I like that because you can't change from being a woman to a man and you can't change from being a man to a woman. That's something you can't change. So if you're going to discriminate based on something you cannot change, that is I'm all for that. I'm all for that. When I say I'm for that, I mean, I'm for equal rights because our rights come from God. And if you can't help what you are, but yet you're discriminated against because of that, then, yeah, that should be handled accordingly. That justice should be coming into play for that particular problem. It's about respecting diverse women's experiences. It goes on to say identities, knowledge and strengths and striving to empower all women to realize their full rights. It's about leveling the playing field between genders. Think about that. Leveling the playing field between genders, what they thought would be just innocent has now turned into something actually crazy and sinister. Sounds to me like they got what they wanted. Everything becoming the same men trying to be women and vice versa. Men turning, saying I'm a woman today. 
getting into getting into some swim swim contest and and killing those women out there, man, in that competition, just leaving them in the in the water. He's out drying off, man. They still finishing. <laughs> you see, all because of, of an agenda that they thought would be innocent, and it ain't happening like that. See. You, you have, they, they have to pervert men to prove this out. Oh, oh, no, no, no. He's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a woman. Let, let him compete. That way, this feminist movement is coming to pass now. Yeah, we can do everything a man can do. See that man right there? I'm sorry, that woman. <laughs> it's all twisted, man. It's all twisted. Here's the homosexual agenda. And believe me, folks, I want you to key in on the word agenda. There is an agenda behind the homosexual movement. This is the good for evil and putting evil for good. It's wrapped up right here. This is the agenda. This is literally the agenda. It's, it's, it's in writing. Check this out. It says to legalize homosexuality. Number one, promote gay pride parades. Number two, demand non-discrimination laws, insist on homosexuals adoption of children. Push the homosexual agenda in schools. Force gay marriage on society. Thanks to your boy, Barack Obama. Yeah, I did that. Uh, it's all right. Everything's going to be all right. And, that, and that's what that's exactly what he did. And is it all right? No, it's not all right. Because if you don't agree with what we agree with, we're going to hurt you. Y'all know what we went, what, what the, those guys went through, man. Yeah, I don't want to make a, um, you know, a wedding cake for, for you guys. Oh, really? Okay, so now we're going to hurt you. See, that's force. That's not freedom. That's force. Impose large-scale loss of free speech. People, this is the agenda. They're going down the line with this. I mean, they're literally going down the line. Y'all know we're being censored. People are being censored for their thoughts. You can't even say what well, you can say. It. I'm saying it. But in their eyes, you're not supposed to be saying anything about this. Ban counseling for kids confused by homosexual issues. No, no, no. Don't counsel them anymore. Let them be confused. Let it all get twisted up like this in this web of immorality and deceit. And then the last one is attack churches. People, all of this is going on. They are attacking churches so much that churches are actually bowing the knee to this foolishness. Pastors people in church that they're just shutting up about it because you know what I was called by God but I don't know if I'm called that much you know I want to make sure that my you know these these people are still here because if, if I offend somebody see there it is oh people might leave don't be afraid man pastor teacher don't be afraid say what the word of God says if that's what you're called to do if not step down step down yeah I said it step down you would want to you would want a corrupt president to step down. Don't follow those footsteps because this guy ain't stepping down. You would want a doctor who used malpractice over and over again to step down. I mean, much more. How much more should the church of God Almighty hold itself accountable for such atrocities that these these pastors are committing? I mean, judgment starts in the house of God, right? It's supposed to judge me. I'm in the house of God, too. I'm talking for God. He told me to. I'm talking. Step down, sir, or start preaching the word the way the word tells you to. That's for real. That's 100. Now, I want you all to listen to this clip because these people 
are admitting that they're coming for your children. Now, this is an older clip. All right. This is not nothing, anything. You know, this is not new or anything like that. But I, I got to get this out because some people haven't heard it. Some people don't know. But they are admitting that they are subtle and quiet and that we won't even notice it. That is insidious. Y'all check this out. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Notice he said agenda. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You will barely notice it. Quietly and subtly. See, that is insidious. Sneaking up on you quietly and subtly, but with harmful effects. People, that's easy to see. That that's that's one, two, three ABC. I know I've said that before. One, two, three ABC, easy to see. That's a bully telling you what he's gonna do, and you're not gonna do anything about it. But God has a plan. God also has an agenda. You better believe that. So the next point are for those who put darkness for light and light for darkness. This is the educational aspect of this agenda. The main point here I'm going to be talking about is this CRT, this critical race theory. And there's a, a few bullets on this. OK, so just bear with me because it has to be said. It, it has to be out there. A lot of people out here in this audience. I know you guys are abreast of most things. OK, but there could be some here and there could be others coming on board who just don't know. And that's why I'm going over this. But here's what CRT teaches. And this is this is what it's. It stands. This is what it stands for. It believes racism is present in every aspect of life, every relationship and every interaction, and therefore has its advocates look for it everywhere. See, these people are looking for it now. That's what the enemy does. He's an accuser of the brethren. He goes to and fro in the earth looking to see what kind of crap and garbage he can dig up and throw out there. That's what this stuff does. This CRT. Next bullet. It relies on interest convergence. In other words, white people only give black people opportunities and freedoms when it's in their own interest and therefore doesn't trust any attempt to make racism better. They don't trust it. In other words, if a white person is doing something for a black person, CRT interjects and says, no, you're not doing it because you love them. You're not doing it because you care about them. You're doing it because you're in it for yourself. You see, it's all twisted. It's evil to the core. It is against free societies and wants to dismantle them and replace them with something it advocates control. It wants to control societies. Next bullet only treats race issues as socially constructed groups, not individuals. We talked about that before, but it treats race issues as socially constructed groups. So there's no individuals in critical race theory, just groups believe science, 
reason and evidence are a white way of knowing and that storytelling and lived experiences are a black alternative, which hurts everyone, especially black people. It rejects all potential alternatives like colorblindness as forms of racism. That's crazy. Making itself the only allowable game in town. That's totalitarianism. It acts like anyone who disagrees with it must do so for racist and white supremacist reasons. Even if the people are black. In other words, if I if I disagree with CRT, I'm a racist. I'm a supremacist. <laughs> it cannot be satisfied. So it becomes a kind of activist black hole that threatens to destroy everything it is introduced to. This is what they want to be widely accepted. Now, if there was no opposition unpacking this and revealing it for what it is, people will be taking this in hook, line and sinker. But thank God there are people out here who are speaking up against this. There are women speaking up against this. And there's also this gentleman right here speaking up against this. Check him out. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your service. Obviously, you guys give of yourselves to, to do what you're doing. The community, I think we recognize that now that the political juice has been sucked out of the mask distraction, that we have to move forward. And one of the things I wanted to thank you for tonight was the resolution, the non-discrimination resolution, the CRT deal, because it's, it's happening. And as a parent, I speak to other parents. There's a few things that we don't want. I'm biracial. I'm bilingual. I'm multicultural. The fact is, in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want. And I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan color kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every parent. What the mask showed us is that the parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, that they're taking back the wheel. Now, obviously, we had to take the wheel back for the mask, but we're taking the wheel back from Washington all the way to Raleigh and into our local school board because CRT, all of that... The parents don't want it. It's a big fat lie. There's not one. If, there, if you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed. And you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil, regardless of the experience that you've had with them. There you have it, man. Thank God some people are speaking up against this foolishness. But remember, we're still talking about the educational aspect of the scripture that I open with. The light for darkness and the darkness for light. That's what we're talking about here. Now, here's another point. Virginia public schools indoctrinates five-year-olds about transgenderism without telling the parents. This is an article. In Arlington County, Virginia, not even kindergartners are exempt from pro-transgender messaging. So reports the Washington Post which earlier this month featured an article about Ashlawn Elementary School, which honored National Read Across America Day by hosting a transgender spokesperson for a human rights campaign. The spokesperson read a story about a transgender child for a room full of kindergarten children. Let me ask you a question. What does sex and transgenderism have to do with reading, writing and arithmetic? This is indoctrination education, people. And you know what? The, the word of God tells us to train up a child in the way that he should go. 
And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Satan knows these scriptures and he knows that they work. That's Proverbs 22 and 6. See, he's training up. He's coming into the kindergartners and he's training up the children in the way that he wants them to go so that when they are old, they won't depart from it. A child is very malleable as a young, a young kid. Their brains are like sponges. They can be, they can be taught. They, they take on things much easier. It's like a sapling. You can kind of, you know, guide it where to grow. And then once it's an oak tree, man, it's hard to move. It's hard to move once a child gets older. If you've taught your children the right thing in the, in the way they should go, yeah, they're going to go through a little bit of places where you don't want them to go. You know, you kind of got to give them that space to grow, give them that space where God can correct and you can guide. But if you catch them young and you teach them the wrong thing from the beginning, that's going to be a tough thing because the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. Well, that means if you train them up the wrong way, guess what? When they're old, they won't depart. It's going to be tough or tougher. And he knows this. And that's why he's getting them in kindergarten. That's an agenda, people. We're talking about the educational aspect, light for dark and dark for light. What about these personal pronouns, gender inclusivity in the classroom, University of Kansas Center for Teaching Excellence. They call this excellence, y'all. It says here, how do I know what pronouns to use? These are teachers talking about this. How do I know what pronouns to use? Do not assume that you can correctly guess someone's personal pronoun. By merely looking at them. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. We've been doing it for eons. Now, here they are retraining. Reteach. Listen, you know when something is twisted and wrong purely because it has to be taught. So you don't have to teach people what's right. We can use our eyes for that. But what they tell you no, don't use your eyes. Don't use your eyes. They point you away from your normal God given faculties. And tell you, no, let us train you how to look at it. Let us train you how to how to think about this. See, insidious. This is what this whole agenda is. It says here, do not assume that you can correctly guess someone's personal pronouns by merely looking at them. It may be best to ask if you are communicating with a student one on one or in a small group, you can try the following. Introduce yourself and share your pronouns before asking the same in return. Who does this foolishness? Introduce yourself <laughs> and ask <laughs> to share your pronouns. Man, sharing no freaking pronouns. What pronouns do you use? Who opens up a conversation like this, y'all? How should I refer to you? How should I refer to you? Really? Is that why they're bringing the transgenderism in here? So that you won't know what you're looking at. So therefore, they're going to push this on. And now it makes it, you know, makes it OK to have this type of training, because now we got men who are women and women who are men. And we don't know who they are, what they are. You can't just look at them. You see, it's all twisted and convoluted. How about we open the conversation like this? Were you born with testicles? Well, yeah. Oh, what's up, man? That's it right there, man. That's it. <laughs> what's up, man? That's it. I mean, do we really have to go there, people? I'm being sarcastic here. But listen, do we really have to go here for this? We better start speaking up. Those of you who are righteous, those of you, listen, those of you who don't even know God, but you know this is wrong because those laws are written on your heart. You know this is wrong. 
Y'all need to start speaking up, man. Start speaking up on this. Don't be afraid. Go to your local school boards. Tell them what's up. Just like this other gentleman we just heard. Tell them what's up, man. People have lost their minds out here. And now we're going to talk about the bitter for sweet and the sweet for bitter. That's the psychological aspects. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Who's to say that? These elitists who think they know best for all of us. You will own nothing and be happy. That's the great reset, the 2030 agenda. But I went to a website and this is an awesome website, by the way. And here's what it means, y'all. In poverty, it says goal number one, end poverty in all its forms everywhere. Now, now that's impossible. You're just not going to do that. And they love to give impossible tasks to make it seem as though they care. Jesus himself, he said, the poor shall always be with us. You're not going to end poverty until he can end it. He will end it because when he comes on the scene, everything is going to be wiped out and it's going to start over in his kingdom. There will be no poverty then. But in this place where we live now, there will always be poverty. And as long as they keep saying this, they can keep you and me under their thumb by giving us some false pretense that poverty can be eliminated. Therefore, they can keep pushing more and more and more laws on us to try to act like this is what they're after when actually they're in to take over and be totalitarian over us. They do the same thing with global warming. It's always out in the future. Something you can't see, can't put your thumb on it. End hunger, achieve food security and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture. <laughs> Here's a translation, GMO. The first one was in poverty, right? In all its forms everywhere. Translation, centralized banks, IMF, World Bank, right? The Fed, all of that. That's the encrypted meaning of these, what, what these people are telling us. Number three, it says ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages. Translation, mass vaccination. That's all it is. Mass vaccinations. Number four, ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all. Translation, the UN propaganda brainwashing through compulsory education from cradle to grave. Exactly right. Number five, achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. Translation, population control through forced family planning. Number six, ensure availability and sustainable management of water and sanitation for all. Translation, privatize all water sources. And don't forget to add the fluoride. Number seven, ensure access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all. Translation, smart grid with smart meters on everybody so they can turn you off if you're not in line with how, you, how to think. See? Promote sustained, inclusive, and sustainable economic growth, full and productive employment, and decent work for all. Translation, TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership, free trade zones that favor mega corporate interests. And it goes on and on and on and on, people. It goes on and on. These people are in it for themselves. And then mediate more UN peacekeeping. See, that's what they do, man. Remove the Second Amendment. All that is just encrypted in this peaceful garbage these people are talking about. Inclusive societies for sustainable development. All this fake, phony, wrapping evil inside of good. Again, 
You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Here's a clip to wrap up this segment. Check it out. Now is a historical moment, a time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. They don't care nothing about you. They don't care nothing about me. This is all about them having 100% total control over everybody. That's what this is. This great reset, this new world order, this build back better. Don't be fooled. It has nothing to do with mankind and the goodness of mankind or for mankind. It's all a setup. You know what? And and they're going to promote this through tragedy. They're going to promote it through false flags. They're going to promote it through the media. And everybody who's just in tune with that, still in tune with that fake, false, phony, lying media, which means medium. We don't need a medium. All we have to do is search out and seek out the truth for ourselves. Media comes from the word medium. We don't need that. Search it out for yourself before you just buy into something, hook, line, and sinker, including this show, this program. But that's what they do, man. That's what they're after. This is their agenda. And it is insidious and it is sinister. Here's one last clip. This guy name is Rowan Dean from Australian Sky News. I like the way he puts it. This Great Reset is as serious and as dangerous a threat to our prosperity, to your prosperity and your freedom as we have faced in decades. With these powerful bodies, including the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund and even Prince Charles boasting, yes, boasting that within a few few short years, yes, their words, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Remember, this is not me saying this. This is them. They are even running ads for the Great Reset. Mm, a handful of countries will dominate. I wonder which ones they might be. A terrifying coalition of big business, big tech, and left-wing totalitarians are so confident and so brazen. I mean, they just stole the US election, so I guess they're feeling pretty chuffed with themselves, that they are now promising you will own nothing and you will be happy. What they should have added is, and we, the very rich, will own everything and be even happier. They will own everything and be even happier. When you have so much, listen, when you have so much, when everything is owned, Guess what's left? Power. When these people own everything, there's nothing left except power because they have everything. Now, the only thing that's left that can tickle their fancies is power. And that's power over you and me, the individual thinker. And that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where we're going to have to stand up for righteousness sake and fight the good fight of faith. Remember, our war is not with flesh and blood. Even though there are very powerful entities behind flesh and blood, 
but we have a very powerful God inside of us. There is hope, you guys. Listen, if you are a believer on Christ, yes, love is what we have to have because God is love. I don't minimize love. Love is love is necessary. Love is love is God. And listen, and, 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 and see, I just don't like people using the word love to hide and run. No, 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 no. I'm going to let I'm going to let the warriors out there, you know, fight for everything else. But as for me and my house, we're just going to talk about, well, you know, God will handle that side of it. He'll handle the justice side of it. The Bible says, don't you know that you and I, we're going to judge angels. You better get in this fight. But there is hope also in the justice of God. This is Isaiah 520. It says, woe unto those who call good evil and evil good. We're in the last segment here. I'm going to bring some spiritual enlightenment on this whole thing. It says, woe unto those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We just went through those three aspects and I broke those down of how it was given to me. I believe by by God or by the spirit of God or just by my study. However you want to take it. I'm not over spiritual here. All right. We're we're all finding and searching and seeking and asking and knocking this thing out. Right. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. This is verse 21. Clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant men in mixing intoxicating drink who declare the wicked innocent for a bribe. In other words, I'm going to say that a wicked person is innocent so that I can receive a bribe from these people. I can pay my my house off and my car off. I can have a nice term while I'm congressman or while I'm a senator. I'm going to declare the wicked as innocent in order to get this bribe and take away the rights of the ones who are in the right. He says, whoa, who declared the wicked innocent for a bribe and take away the rights of the ones who are in the right. Therefore, as a tongue of fire consumes stubble and dry grass collapses in the flame. So their root will become like rot and their blossom blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of armies or the Lord of hosts and discarded the word of the Holy One of Israel. God is telling you that this stuff, calling good evil and evil good and bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter and light for darkness and darkness for light, it's going to be judged. And do not fall down on the wrong side of this. Now, this this passage took me to another passage because, you know, the the scriptures work in harmony when you study them out, especially if if you have a good study Bible. When you study the scriptures out, it'll lead and guide you to the next passage that interprets another scripture for you so that we don't have to interpret anything ourselves. It trips me out when people say, well, you know, it just depends on your interpretation. No, it doesn't depend on my interpretation. Neither does it depend on your interpretation. Scripture will interpret scripture for you. But over in Isaiah nine, chapter 18 and 19, it says for wickedness burns like a fire. It consumes briars and thorns. It also sets the thickets of the forest aflame and they roll upward in a column of smoke. And then it says this by the fury of the Lord of hosts, the land is burned and the people are like fuel 
for the fire. No one spares his brother. Let me tell you something about God. Y'all can come off all you want with this little scrawny little Christ saying, oh, I forgive you. And this little feeble man talking about, yay, your Lord, Lord, you know, this and that. That This is not the God of the word. This is not the God of the Bible, y'all. The God of the Bible does not play around with this. Did you hear that? He said, by the fury of the Lord, the land is burned and the people are fuel, are like fuel for the fire. What people? The wicked people. The previous verse, it says, for wickedness burns like a fire. It consumes briars and thorns. It also sets the thickest of the forest on, on fire. And they roll upward in a column of smoke. By the fury of the Lord of hosts, the land is burned and the people are like fuel for the fire. This is no joke. Justice. We can hope in the justice of God, because if you're not hoping God's justice comes down on this place and gets all this mess out of here, then what you're saying is that I want it to stay the same. I want these same people to be in be in power. I want the same type of world system to continue. And I don't want anything to change about that. That's not godliness at all. So there it is, people. Don't be a part of this great reset mentality. This great reset business, this build back better, this agenda 2030. Don't cheer this stuff on. Don't be a part of it. I'm about to terminate. But before I do, you know, I always leave you guys with something. But here it is. Continue to go in and possess that which God has told you to go and do a kingdom inside of you. Go for it. Continue to work until Jesus comes back. Let him come back with you doing business. Don't give up. Don't be disheartened. Don't be uh, doom and gloom. Oh, things going to happen anyway. So what difference does it make? It does make a difference because you doing your part and me doing my part. Guess what? Maybe we can we can stay his hand for a little bit longer. Try to reach some of these people who are lost. Right. That's the mentality we have to have. It's a warrior's mentality. That's the type of mentality we have to have. But go in there, man. Continue to work and strive to get what God has told you to do and to bring that thing out. Continue to pull on your God-given gifts and abilities. No matter what these people offer you, don't settle for it. This is the same, listen, this is the same tactic that Satan tried with Jesus. Remember Matthew chapter four, verse nine. All these things will I give you. If you will fall down and worship me, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Own nothing. Oh, you have access to it, but you won't own anything, but you'll be happy. If you will fall down and worship me, let this agenda happen. That's what they're, that's what they're telling you. Fall down and worship us so that this, this agenda can come to pass. But he told Jesus, I'll give all of this to you if you would fall down. And Listen, in order for this to happen, you first have to fall. Think about that. You have to fall away from God. That's what this agenda is all about. Making people fall away from God. Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse three, it says, let no man deceive you by any means, any means. That means money. Things they're going to throw at you, any means at all that they have to give you. Don't let them deceive you with those means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. 
Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three, that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. In order for this to happen, you have to fall first, falling away from truth, falling away from what we know to be truth. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. A girl is a girl. A boy is a boy, etc., etc. And most of all is that Jesus is Lord and he is God. Don't fall away from that. They're going to present to you other things too. Oh, the church is not teaching things so nicely. And those of us who continue to stand, we're going to stand out like a sore thumb. We're going to be the ones still teaching and training the original scripture, the word of God. And we're going to stick out like sore thumbs and everybody else is going to be hiding. When I say hiding, I'm talking about not giving the truth of the word of God in its fullness. They're heating the water gradually, y'all. Slowly insidiously turning people slowly from the truth to accept the lie and the deception, but not us, not you and not me. The Bible says my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one and we are one in him. This is DMG. You guys can catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. This is DMG. Hope you guys had a good time. I really appreciate you being here. Things are still in the work. Things are getting gooder and gooder and better and better. This is DMG. I'm out. Peace and much love. You have now been deprogrammed. However, for optimal effect, re-enter to continue your mind's transformation. On the D. After exiting, please share with your friends your experience in the D program. Program terminated.